Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Singles Match Podcast, uh, podcast where one white passing man is going to be talking about a sport because we need more of that. Anyways, um, my name is Jamie. Welcome to the the club, the Bullet Club. Um, uh, I'm going to be focusing mostly on WWE stuff, uh, WWE stuff here um mainly i might touch on aw here and there but for now we're going to be focusing on uh, wwe because they have endless product so there's uh there's a ton of stuff to, to focus on so let's just jump into it with monday night raw shall we um so overall thoughts on this uh this show uh it was really fun wwe uh since since triple h has kind of stepped foot into the creative role and everything it has really become a ton of fun. Uh, he's he's really made it feel fresh and a bit lively, and everybody seems to be having a really really fun time uh, in terms of the personnel, the the wrestlers, the the commentators. Everybody kind of feels like they're having a really good time. Um, still, not a huge fan of Jimmy Smith on commentary, um, and uh, and it sucks even more because recently we found out that uh, Pat McAfee's stepping away from commentary stuff as well on SmackDown. So, um, and we'll find out that it, he's going to be replaced by uh, Corey Graves at least for the time being. But it's a bit sad because because uh, it's kind of feeling like uh, one of my favorite parts about SmackDown and, and the commentary in general has been Pat McAfee lately, and he's kind of stepping away, which is unfortunate, um, at least for a while. Um, but I can't wait because I'm almost certain he's going to get a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, surprise entrance into the rumble. And I think that's going to go over huge with the crowd, but, uh, but yeah, I love Pat McAfee, love Michael Cole, love Corey Graves. He's doing a pretty good job. And Byron Saxton's always a good hand, but Jimmy Smith still hasn't clicked with me. He's not bad by any means. Of course he's, he's, I mean, he's talented. Um, but I don't know. WWE is something a whole and wrestling in general is something a bit, you know, you can't really practice to be a commentator for that unless you like work for that. And he never did previously. Right. So, you know, still, uh, still getting his sea legs, I guess, but, uh, but it was a great show all in all. We had a, uh, return, uh, which we'll jump into shortly. And I guess you could call it a debut, uh, and that's kind of what kicked off the show. So let's just jump into that part. Um, basically we get edge coming out, uh, obviously to a huge ovation from the crowd because everybody loves edge, including me, uh, a ton of pyro and everything like that. Um, and he just kind of, you know, yelled at, at Dom for turning on him and everything. Uh, and then Ray, uh, came out and, uh, and met him and everything. Uh, and he's like, don't be mean to my son and blah, blah, blah but really was like, you know, Ray has generally been a terrible parent on screen. Uh, he's probably a great dad in real life. I'm not, uh, not bullying him there, but if you're going to put the custody of your child on the line in a ladder match at any point in your life, you're not a great dad, you know? Um, but it was a, it was a really fun, uh, fun opening. And then, yeah, so they were talking about that, uh, Ray was like, please don't hurt my son. He's my son, blah, blah, blah. I just like, your son's a man. He can fight me because he needs to, to deal with his, with the consequences of his actions. And then Ray's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then out comes the, this is the debut, the debut of Dark Dom. It's Subanik Mysterio, um, who kind of showed up as, Rhea's, Rhea's, what do you, Rhea's sub, Rhea, Rhea has, has turned him into a man, as she mentioned on the, on the mic, she's like, uh, I, I turned him into a man, and, uh, and, you know, because, because uh, his dad was treating him like a kid, and everything like that, it was really funny, uh, but intriguing, uh, intriguing aspect to Dom. He had his hair slicked back, all in black. It seems like he's joining the um, the Judgment Day, which is is interesting. I'm not mad at it. I was hoping we we got something involving uh, Legado del Fantasma, but um, I guess that was just my own hopes getting in the way of what uh, probably was best story wise. Um, but 
I love I love Rhea Ripley, man. Just like claiming uh claiming the reason for for Dom turning is because she she got into his head. She's like just that fucking badass woman taking taking men for her pets, and I love it. Um, it's it's great. Anyways, um, so yeah, he was standing there in all black, slicked hair back. Rhea's talking for him, basically. He didn't say a word. Uh, Ray came up to him, and he didn't even look Ray in the eye or anything like that. Kind of focused on his own thing. It's I, I believe they mentioned that it's going to be Dom versus Edge at uh, at um, uh, next week's Raw, which is exciting, very very exciting. Um, I'm intrigued to see that Edge is going to be wrestling on TV. That's not in Toronto because he wrestled in Toronto uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So I thought he was on more of a you know break of a of a timeline i guess like a part-time schedule but uh but i guess not maybe he's uh he's taking up more things or maybe there's going to do an angle here uh where they don't actually fight and edge kind of gets taken out or something like that for a while um but yeah very fun opening um and uh and hopefully i cannot wait uh until they get ray versus dom in uh in the future that's going to be really fun um, and then we moved on to the next match of the night, or I guess the first match of the night, uh, fatal four way tag match, new day versus Los Lotharios versus alpha Academy versus street profits to me, though. I love them a lot. The story in this should have dictated that the Viking Raiders were somewhere in here instead of the new day. Cause the new day just lost to them on, on SmackDown the previous week, but I digress. We're going to move on from that. Um, cause the new day freaking rule. And they proved it again here. Um, so early on, I believe it was the first uh, the first situation, uh, really. Um, I believe it was a- a- Angel Garza of the of Los Lotharios. He uh, he was squaring off against, I believe it was Xavier Woods, and then uh, he 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 went around and tagged in Kofi Kingston, and so it was Kofi Kingston versus Xavier Woods, and they were like they were like, all right, this is a they shook hands, they're like. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Friendly competition, blah blah blah. And then Woods just slides onto his back and goes down for the cover, and uh, and Kofi goes for the pin, and then everybody comes in to break it up because obviously they're gonna win either way. It's very funny, um, very very well done there. Uh, a bunch of other flips and dives and stuff. It was really fun. It was pretty short um, for the most part, just about one commercial break or something, two commercial breaks, um, and then uh, and then out came. Uh, the return of Braun freaking Strowman. I uh, heard heard news of his uh, his potential return uh, recently, but uh, it's good to see him back. Honestly, he looks he looks good, and he's back to his kind of destroying ways, uh, kind of running rampant. And I think this kind of handled that. It it showed that pretty well um, of his uh, his impact on. Uh, on like his, his the damage that he he brings right uh taking out you know four te- four different teams of a real of really talented people and everything like that um but uh it was a it was a fun return for him i wish the match got a finish but uh, i think this kind of also captured what needed to be captured um the no contest is always a bit sour in the mouth especially for the crowd that we're watching this and you know getting involved and invested and then it kind of just goes away um but uh but yeah um we had um we had braun kind of doing a run around the ring running running through people choke slam and everybody slam people all over the place um there was a fun little part uh camera got it unfortunately but uh he was doing a run around the ring i think he was supposed to hit gable at some point with uh, with a shoulder tackle or something like that or he just was supposed to run full speed into uh otis but he did he slipped a little bit on the on the mat and everything and it was a bit funny uh but uh it, it didn't ruin much of the the segment for me it was a bit unfortunate i guess but what can you do right uh, and then braun freaking takes out otis and throws him through the the barricade uh and it was badass like 
anything that people do to to Otis, and we'll we'll cover that a little bit more when we get to SmackDown as well. Um, but Otis is a great spot man. He's he's really great for spots. I remember a couple, uh, whew, probably like almost a year ago at this point, uh, Bailey and uh, and Bianca were having a little feud and whatever, and and Bailey was like challenging Bianca to uh, an obstacle course, and uh, and uh, Bianca was like carried Otis on her shoulders around the ring or what have you, and that was super uh, super impressive as well. So like Otis is great for uh, for presenting spot for like bringing in spots of strength and, and stuff like that. So great to see that. We then move on to um, to Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, hard to not say Gonzalez. I'm so used to saying Gonzalez, but Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, they, uh, the, uh, as new tag champs, this was a nice little showing for them, I guess. Uh, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, who just won on NXT the prior, was it? Oh, man, time is weird. No, I think the day after this, they had uh the match on nxt yes 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 um but uh do drop and nick you're kind of playing double double features here uh on raw on nxt as well um but yeah ali and raquel with a big win here uh fun enough match nothing super important to note or anything like that um i guess most notable thing is uh is a damage control we're watching from backstage and then uh, at some point uh, in the night, we also get an announcement that uh, that Dakota and EO are going to be challenging for the titles next week. So that's going to be a big, uh, big explosive show for sure. Um, and then, oof, and then we get to a long, long segment here with Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. Uh, they had a match uh, eventually, but man, a lie they talked like for a long time. For a very long time, Austin Theory kept blabbing on. He called uh, Clash of the Castle uh, Crown Jewel at some point, but he covered it it well. He he's like, I know it's I know it's Clash of the Castle dummies and stuff like that. Kind of kind of a la Bailey earlier on when she messed up Dakota uh, Dakota Kai's name, but uh, it was funny. It was very funny. Um, I mean, Austin Theory is improving every every day. He's kind of got an interesting gimmick right now, where he kind of gets beat up a lot and and loses. He's got to kind of learn to win, which is really fun. Uh, he he called out Tyson Fury and blamed him for, you know, clocking him at uh, at Clash of the Castle and stuff like that. Then Owens comes out. He's like, blah 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 blah. They have a big talk, 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 and then. You know, they it turns into a match. Uh, the match, obviously, a ton of fun. Uh, Kevin Owens can do no wrong in the ring, out of the ring, on the mic. Uh, I mean, like, he talked a lot here, but he's still captivating as ever. Um, so, yeah, it was KO versus Austin Theory. They had a great match. Really, really fun. Uh, I think this, I want to say this covered, like, maybe half an hour to 45 minutes of the show. Um, but um, it felt like a lot of that, most of that was talking, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It just felt like that to me at least. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Theory hit some cool moves. Owens hit some cool moves. And then, uh, Owens, I believe wins with a stunner. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. I think he wins with a stunner to get the win over Austin Theory, once again, pinning the, you'd, you'd assume, future uh, future world champion, but uh, but whatever. And then we get a kind of, this is one of the things that's tough here, is we get a rematch that we've seen probably like 10 times, it feels like, with Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. They have, they have this match so much. Um, there was the added layer of... Uh, of um you know the the dom aspect of it um so yeah dom basically helps priest win uh by uh by saving him from like a 619 and then he hits south uh south of heaven i think that's the sit down choke slam uh for the win for the pin and win um which is uh is, is great 
love seeing Damien take uh, get get victories and stuff, and I love seeing Dom cost his dad as as kind of morbid as that is, but um, but yeah, and I think around this this point of the show is where um, Bailey, Eo, and uh, and Dakota kind of came out to declare that they're coming after the tag titles, and then uh, um, and then Bailey uh, Bianca also came out challenged Bailey to a match, but uh, Bailey's like uh 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 classic heel stuff where he's like i'm gonna fight you but on my terms and blah 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 um we also have belair uh later it was it was announced on smackdown late uh yesterday that bianca is going to be challenging uh oh, putting out an open challenge for her title on uh, on raw next week so exciting we will see it seems like an interesting choice um but I love seeing Bianca wrestle. I wonder who's gonna and uh, who's gonna answer the challenge. I don't know, but I'm intrigued nonetheless. It's exciting. Um, but yeah, very fun, very uh, very good show here um, so, so far. And then yeah, we get into the main event of the evening, uh, which was a really really fun uh, uh, steel cage match between Miz and Bobby Lashley. I got to say, I feel so bad for The Miz at this point. It seems like Adam Pearce or whoever is in charge or whatever, they're really freaking putting Miz through the ringer. It's so unfortunate, man. This guy's getting stalked and kidnapped and and, and like followed and, and everything. And and Adam Pearce is like, you know, let me put you in a match for this for this deal, the, the U.S. championship against Bobby Lashley, who's going to eat you alive. And yeah, so you're going to get physical pain, mental pain, you know, emotional pain, all the pain, any pain we can think of, we'll hand it over to you. Okay, Miz, how does that sound? And uh, it's, it's very unfortunate, but this was a really fun match either way. And, and I like, and to his credit, Adam Pierce is, uh, is allowing, uh, is allowing the Miz the opportunity to fight Lashley fair and square in a steel cage where Dexter Loomis can't interfere or so we think. Um, but it was, uh, it was a really fun match. We had, uh, we had Miz doing, uh, a really good job trying to fight back and, and show his, you know, his actual skill. Cause he's a talented wrestler. Um, but he's like kept trying to escape and, and all this and all that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, in the end, we'll just jump to the end because it's more a match that you have to kind of watch to get all the, the bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, Miz and uh, Miz attempts to escape. He climbs over the top uh, and then he looks down and just lying there on the floor is Dexter Loomis just staring up at him. And uh, and he's like, he freaks out. He climbs back into the ring Um which was really funny. It was a really cool shot as well with just Dex just lying down motionless but staring up at Miz. Um, and uh, and yeah, so Miz is like, nope, not going out there. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to come back into the ring. And then he gets uh, he gets beat by Lashley there. And, uh, and I believe it was a spear that pinned him instead of... Uh, instead of instead of... Uh, instead of like the hurt lock or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then... In the end, Loomis ended up getting into the cage, choked out the Miz, and that ended the show there. Um, I'm very... There's a couple of things. So I'm very intrigued to see where they go with the Miz and Dexter stuff, because this is the first time that Loomis didn't get stopped by police um, or, or security or whatever. So interesting choices here. <clears throat> Uh, and and I'm excited to see. I'm I'm hoping they have a match at Extreme Rules. I think that's a fair and logical direction to go. Um, maybe taking Miz out for a while because you know he's got a family, he's got to take care of and everything. Probably has to do some filming for uh, the next season of Miss Miz and Mrs. Uh, which I still haven't seen a full episode of. But the clips and stuff I see so funny. I the Miz is so underrated as just a comedic performer and just a performer in general he's so talented um but uh but yeah that ended the show second thing i wanted to kind of explore is what's lashley gonna be doing you know this is like a feud with loomis and miz 
Lashley's kind of just like a third a third wheel in this. Are they going to be doing Bobby versus Champa at some point? Because, I mean, I'm not against that. I love that idea. And I, I think that maybe even Champa beating Lashley could be really fun. But, and, and, and holding that title. But I just don't see another person at the moment that's kind of like in the, in the eyes, in the, in the kind of vicinity of that. It's interesting. I'm, I'm very intrigued at kind of where they're going to go with this and what they're going to do with it. Because I think, uh, I think it's probably going to be Champa. I can't think of anybody else, uh, who deserves the, the shot and, and who's kind of like in that bubble that they have. Cause it's Miz right now. And Champa's like always around during that situation. Maybe we have Lashley, uh, or maybe we have Champa say, you've been taking advantage of Miz's mental state and I want to defend him and win the championship for him and something like that. And then maybe a turn happens or what have you. Um, but I, I think that's the only logical direction that we go. Maybe, maybe Kevin Owens, but that seems wrong, I guess at this point. Um, but yeah, so we have Lashley, uh, win to end the show and that was monday night raw it was a good show it was a very good show the main event was my favorite part i think i would say the Strowman return was fun dom was intriguing and the the stuff with Rhea is always funny but uh but yeah that is where we got with that so uh yeah monday night raw finished let's jump right into nxt 2.0 so to NXT 2.0, we kick off the show with a tag team, a tag team with a, a promo, basically setting up a tag team match. We have T- uh, Tyler Bate coming out after he lost to Braun at uh, Worlds Collide. Um, he's you know talks about how he didn't make it, kind of like kind of like Drew when he lost to uh, to Roman um, at uh, Clash, but you know kind of Tyler Bates version of it. He gets some good chance and stuff here and there. Then he gets interrupted by Gallus, uh, who are like, you failed your country, brother. And then he's like, so did you dudes. And fair point, Tyler, because the freaking freaking Gallus got beat real bad. It felt like they didn't, they just freaking got pinned. I was very surprised about that at worlds collide. You can go back to the previous episode and, and hear about that. But, uh, but yeah, Gallus lost early, like they were the second eliminated in the freaking match. Um, and they're coming out here bashing Tyler Bate for, you know, his match and everything. Like, shut up, dudes, you know, shut your mouths. Um, and then Braun Breaker, they, they come in and they, you know, attempt to attack him. Then Braun Breaker makes a save, makes the heels run away. And then Braun challenges them to a tag match in the main event of the show. Uh, we also get a little uh, pretty deadly promo thing. They talk about their tag title win and how they're the best. And yes, boy, yes, boy. And uh, yeah, fun little promo there. The opening tag things, classic wrestling, classic WWE. N- not very, you know, fun or inventive or you know, but it gets the job done. We have a match. We have a match. Uh, but uh, still, I, I'm it. It does irritate me because you know Gallus lost, and now they're coming out here and yelling at Tyler for losing when they also lost. So it's kind of like hypocritical and doesn't make any sense. But whatever. I digress. Um, we then move on to our first match of the night, which was Nikki Nikki Ash and Dewdrop versus Toxic Attraction uh, in Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. We get a little. Uh, quick uh you know promo package thing saying that mandy's off for holiday now that uh she won uh they show her instagram picture of her her delicates uh covered by the two titles that she has kind of like how uh sean michaels did back in the day uh putting the title around his waist covering his junk um but uh but yeah she's off for the week you know relaxing and R&R and all that. Um, and Toxic Attraction are now left alone. 
And surprisingly, though not so surprisingly, given the story that it seems like they're telling, uh, Toxic Attraction lose to Nikki and Dewdrop, which is so exciting because Nikki and Dewdrop have been kind of all over the place. And uh, and and earlier on, actually, they have a little segment on Raw, um, actually, where uh, where Nikki is and Dewdrop are kind of arguing behind a promo, somebody's backstage promo. I don't remember whose, but. Uh, they kind of have a little back and forth and then Nikki throws her mask at Dewdrop and walks away. Um, here she's wearing her mask. So I don't know if that's just a raw through line or if they're kind of doing something involving, uh, involving kind of like she thought better of it and she moved forward and she put it back on or what have you or what the, what the deal is, but exciting things in the Nikki and Dewdrop camp at least there. Um, we also get some, some nice little, uh, little callbacks and, and, you know, ideas linking to, uh, Nikki kind of reverting back to her old Nikki cross gimmick, kind of, kind of continuing to support the, uh, the belief and the thought that, uh, that Triple H is kind of turning everybody back into their NXT, characters because those are much better characters generally though there was a ton of money in nikki ash when she did turn uh into the the superhero the almost a superhero thing i think they could have made so much money from her but they really fumbled the bag with that so uh i think that it is a good idea to just kind of start again try it try it again try something new kind of switch her back to something that you know works um and uh and yeah heal nikki we love heal nikki we love heal dewdrop um, and Toxic Attraction, as we'll talk about as well in uh, the SmackDown review, because they did appear on a little, little surprise SmackDown match. Um, they are so good in the ring. They're getting so much better. That's one of the reasons I love watching NXT um, in, for, for the most part, is you get to see the growth of all these characters, all these wrestlers kind of evolving and finding new new isms, new moves, new new things like that to add to their uh, to their, you know, characters and everything it's really really fun to see the growth and and gg and jc are proof of that they have grown so much and uh and i can't wait to see where they go next um but yeah toxic attraction lose here nikki dewdrop finally get a win after so freaking long um and then we move on to match number two jd mcdonough versus uh versus wesley i've said it before i will say it again uh and i will actually say it this time on uh on camera or on mic in audio um wesley is wesley could make so much money with his character i think he fulfills a similar role um if not better and I'm saying that with heart, with, with my heart hurting. Um, but he might fill the role of Rey Mysterio better than Rey Mysterio ever has in terms of he's got the in-ring stuff that uh, Rey has. Rey may be like more seasoned and stuff, but Wesley is impeccable in the ring. He's in, he's unbelievable um, with his in-ring stuff. But he's also got the mic skills. He's got the look and the, the, the kind of charisma that that I, I find that Ray kind of has struggled with before in the past. Um, he's got the look, he's basically as if the kind of the, the creative and the, the design elements of say a new day. Uh, I'm thinking mostly with, with woods because of the, I think it's because of the Afro aspect, but just in terms of he's got the design elements. He's so like well designed as a character that, you could sell action figures. You can make comic books. You got a whole bunch of stuff that you can kind of, uh, kind of spin off with him. Um, and he's also got the in ring. He's got the promo. He's got the design. He's got the look. He's got the, you know, charisma. It's it's kind of all there. And he's like a perfect underdog, babyface, career babyface. Um, though I think he could also work as a heel. And it's it. He's just really really talented. He's got the he's got a cool ass voice too. Um, so yeah, I just freaking love Wesley and I think that everybody should. And when, uh, Nash Carter got released, um, it sucked for him, but I'm glad that they're not giving up on him that I will say. 
Um, but he faced JD McDonough in this match. Uh, JD McDonough, I think, is an interesting character. I really like the character elements of him, the the idea behind his character and everything like that. I think it's a great uh, concept. I don't think I like Jordan Devlin in that role, though Jordan Devlin does kind of need a character. Um, I don't know if it suits him all that well because he's just bland to me. He's good in the ring, obviously, but he's kind of just a dude to me. And this does add a little bit to him, but he, I, I, I just don't know. I think he's just got to kind of get his feet wet with it and uh, and give it more time. But uh, but yeah, something just hasn't clicked with me yet. Um, but, you know, decent. Uh, and he ends up winning this match. They really like Jordan Devlin, or JD McDonough, rather. Um, I mean, he's really talented, so you can't really blame them in that respect. But, uh, but yeah, I much prefer Wesley. Personally, I think he's incredible, and I can't wait to see where they take him and uh, what he does. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and it's also mentioned later on uh, that it's kind of... The next week is kind of going to be a Taboo Tuesday, kind of Cyber Sunday kind of style of uh, of show where the crowd is going to be voting on things and uh and wesley is one of the picks for uh, who's going to face Ka- uh, carmelo hayes next week um so hopefully it is wesley and hopefully he i mean maybe not hopefully he wins because i love carmelo hayes as well but hopefully he gets a really cool showing and a really good showing and kind of boosts his profile because he's awesome um uh, but mcdonough wins with devil inside weird that they're keeping the devlin themed name finisher name but i guess it also works because he's creepy and sadistic and the devil inside is still a cool name but uh jd mcdonough wins uh and then we move on to a little pre-taped video thing with our, uh, apollo cruz uh talking about how grayson waller attacked his eye and he's mad about it and he's gonna get his revenge and he's He's okay not seeing the future because he's okay in the present, and he love he 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 doesn't worry about the unknown and yada yada yada. And then he turns, and his eye is just filled with red, and it looks really gross and and like infected. And I'm not a fan. Uh, it was very unappealing to look at, but I guess it gets the point across to some degree. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. They had a really good match last week, so I expect them to have really good matches throughout this feud. Um, and it's an interesting feud as well with uh, with Apollo, you know, being the the face uh, the the face in here to kind of fight off against you know Grayson Waller, beat the shit out of uh, out of Grayson Waller. It's fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we move on to the next match, one that I still haven't had the chance to fully watch. I saw some clips here and there, but not even a ton of clips or anything like that. Um, and that is Mako Setamura versus Roxanne Perez. Everybody is talking about this match being so, so exceptional, kind of bringing out a whole new level of Roxanne Perez because Mako Setamura is a goddamn god. Uh, unbelievable. Final boss is right, uh, her nickname. But, uh, yeah, Mako's incredible. I've only seen a handful of her stuff, but everything I see, I'm, like, in awe. She kind of fulfills a similar role for me of Walter, uh, or, sorry, Gunther, um, in, in, uh, in which she's kind of, like, the, like, she's got a mystique of being, like, this unbeatable monster of a character, and, uh, and kind of just a whole mystique of being the elder statesman kind of uh, final boss, as, as they say. It is a very fitting nickname. Um, so, yeah, Mako and Roxanne put on a kick-ass match with uh, with Setmore winning, thankfully, honestly, because she deserves, you know, a win after losing her title uh, just the other week, or just at, at Worlds Collide. Um, and she wins with a Scorpio Rising. Kick-ass finish. I love her finisher so damn much. Um, but uh, but yeah, she wins, pins Roxanne, but Roxanne looks incredible in defeat. Um, and then in the back, she gets confronted. I think it was actually before uh, the match or maybe after the match. But uh, Cora Jade confronts Satamura and is like, I want to fight you. And then Satamura's like, you can fight me after I fight Roxanne or whatever. Or I'd much rather fight 
Roxanne. Um, but either way, very, very fun. And then after the match, Jade uh, comes out, obviously, and beats up Roxanne because that's what she does with her kendo stick. Um, I like Jade's heel turn. Uh, I think Jade's working with it very well. It did come, I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere. The, the, the story behind it and everything makes a lot of sense. And the explanation behind everything makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like Roxanne, I don't know. It seems like it was all rushed a little bit too much. Uh, and that's kind of put both Roxanne and Cora on the back foot on that front. Uh, they rushed it a little bit too much for uh, for my liking. But, you know. All's well that ends well, and they're doing very well in all their respective roles. So I can't wait to see where they go from here. Then we move on, baby, we move on to fun little match here. Ricochet versus Trick uh, Trick Williams. Uh, Ricochet wins. What more is needed to say? Uh, Trick Williams does kind of need this kind of stuff where he's kind of in the ring with more, you know, polished people because he's not really had a chance to kind of get in the ring and, and kind of practices uh his wrestling stuff like he's really good on the mic he's he's improved incredibly kind of slowed down his talking pace so that we can hear what he's saying and everything like that but uh but yeah ricochet wins what more can you say then we kind of move on to uh to a little couple backstage things here and there we had demon kemp explain why he destroyed the diamond mine it was fun because he kind of said that he saw the writing on the wall with them breaking up. Everybody did. We all saw it coming. Um, but uh, but he's like, I saw it. So I was like, let's just speed it along. Enough freaking faffing around and everything. Um, and then uh, we, we cut back and we see the Creed Bros and IV Nile just promising to make uh, Damon Kemp pay for what he did. Uh, and seemingly what uh damon damon wanting to end the uh the diamond mine uh because they're not getting along might have brought them together stronger than ever so we'll see we'll see uh then we have a little thing with kiana james connecting with uh with ariana grace a little backstage thing and they're setting up a feud or a match with nikita lyons and zoe stark still a team that doesn't make sense to me do not like it. I like the Kiana James Ariana Grace one. That seems like a fitting and understandable team. But Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark makes no sense to me. Um, anyways, we move on. Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo. They challenge uh they challenge Grimes to uh to a match. And uh Grimes is like, yeah, I'll I'll find a tag partner. And then He'll probably find a tag partner. It's going to be Joe Gacy. I'm calling it here. He's going to bring in Joe Gacy. And then they're going to lose because Cameron and Joe aren't going to get along. Or maybe it'll be the other way where they win. And then that shows Cameron Grimes that there is some validity to what Joe Gacy's saying. Either way, Joe Gacy's character's shit. And uh, I'm fine if they end that because let's move on, you know, let's get away from that. Um, but yeah, this is where we get the, the concept of the fan vote, uh, opponent stuff. And, um, yeah, exciting, fun, fun little match, ricochet versus trick. And we move on then, which, uh, in a match that I thought was going to be a two out of three falls match or a, uh, or a, a British rounds match. Cause they mentioned that on T on uh, TV the other week. Uh, it's Nathan Frazier versus Axiom. But it turns out it's going to be a best of three series. So they're going to have three matches. And whoever comes out on top of that will win. Um, this one was won by Axiom. Axiom is rad, former A-Kid. Um, but uh, I really like them together. They're really fun. Uh, they're really good wrestlers, very good young wrestlers. And that's awesome to see. Um, we had... I forgot how the, how the match ended. Uh, yeah, it was just a really fun match. I think it was like a kick to the mouth that uh, gave Axiom the win. Uh, and then after, we got a little, uh, a little um, what are they called? Vignette 
a little vignette of a new superstar called Sol Ruka, Sol Ruka, um, which uh, apparently has been on Level Up as well, which is exciting. Uh, I'm all for new faces, uh, especially with the amount of people that are getting moved to Maine. Uh, more faces are, are more than welcome. So yeah, very fun little uh, little vignette, a little uh, surfing gimmick it seems. Um, hopefully it's really good. We're also we also got uh, got word that Quincy Elliott is going to be debuting next week. Uh, so that's fun. Very eccentric character. Uh, I can't wait to see what uh, what Quincy's made of. Um, and they also I believe it was going to be pretty deadly versus the Creed Brothers in a re in, in like a one on a two on two match for the titles. And next week they're they're saying it's the it's the year anniversary, the one year anniversary of 2.0, which is wild. Uh, it's come by so fast. But uh, but yeah. Uh, and then we went to our main event. Bait and Breaker beat Gallus. <laughs> what, what do you need to know? That's it. Um, after the match, JD McDonough came back and attacked Bait. So we're going to get Bait versus JD. They've had matches galore in uh, in NXT UK. So what's one more to bring around, you know? Yeah. In the end, Gallus loses <laughs> again. And we move on. Uh, oh yeah. And, and before I, I end this, this part, we had, uh, we had a little, a little thing before this match with, uh, Javier Bernal, uh, me- making fun of freaking Seth Rogen or, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, he's basically Seth Rogen of the security team. Uh, he's just making fun of him and challenges him to a match. I don't know if that's next week or what they're doing, but Yeah. It's whatever. Bait and Breaker win. Baby faces beat the bad boys. And Joe and Mark Coffey and, and and Wolfgang hopefully will come back from this because, man alive, they get, they've been losing. They've been losing. Uh, but yeah, that's NXT 2.0. Now, time for SmackDown Live. All right. And so SmackDown starts with a really, really fun six-person tag between Sheamus and his brawling brutes, um, which is still a crap name. They need to fix that and not do that anymore. Um, But uh, it's fine, I suppose. But Pete Dunne, or sorry, Butch, Ridge Holland, and Sheamus versus uh, Imperium back together with all their new names, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. This match was unbelievable. This was a showcase for uh, for Giovanni Vinci mostly. Uh, we had him hit a brain buster, a sick looking brain buster. He hit dives. He hit uh, spine busters. He had a lot of power moves. He showed off his his like strength. We had Sheamus uh, really getting over in this one as well. It's it seems like they're going babyface with him. Uh, which is honestly to expect it to be expected after the match at Clash of the Castle. Um, but uh, but yeah, he uh, and then and then they also gave a little bit of show into Ridge Holland, which was nice. He hasn't really done much since he's been siding with Sheamus, but this match they gave him a couple moments to shine. He had a pounce and he had some, you know, big moves and and things like that. But it was nice to see. Because he's talented, he's talented, he's just kind of been given the shit end of the stick, for lack of a better word, lately. Um, but this match is something that you just need to see. It's impossible for me to talk about it, and the, and the you know, the emotion behind it all, and the how much the crowd enjoyed it, just by my words. So, if you get a chance, if you get a moment, check it out. Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes uh, on SmackDown. Ugh. Tasty, tasty, meaty, beefy smacks and hits and and boots and slams, and it was so delicious. Um, delicious, I think, is the best word I can I can say to describe that. But it it uh, we had a couple of moments here that are worth noting. The biggest one, I suppose, would be the hot tag for Sheamus. So Sheamus has been on the apron for most of the match. Um, hasn't really got a chance to get into the match. They've been teasing a uh, tag, people trying to reach over, clawing across a mat. Come on, please tag in, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then 
he goes to tag in gets pulled away goes to tag in pulled away so they were building up this this hype and this anticipation for this hot tag and then and Sheamus to his credit did not miss he delivered and then some on this hot tag so he kind of takes out everybody he boots people out of the ring he throws people around and he he runs out of the ring attacks Gunther a little bit um but the biggest the biggest moment came when uh, he grabs uh, Ludwig Kaiser from the apron, throws him into the ring. Uh, he tries to crawl away. He gets onto the outside apron, and then Sheamus grabs him in the ten beats of the bow, bo- the bowdrin. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he uh, he basically just beats the hell out of his chest. Um, he, but generally he does like ten chest attacks. This one he did 25. He hit him 25 times and he just kept speeding up. The crowd were like even having a hard time with the this like keeping up with the the speed of that cuz my my he kept going he's like speeding him. 1 2 3 4 5. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was like a it was it was just unbelievable. So Oh, so tasty. And then in the end, again as I mentioned, this was pretty much a, a Giovanni Vinci um, showcase match for the most part because he's the least known name in here because he just came back to NXT UK and or rather NXT um, under this new character and everything so he's kind of an unknown face um, I I'm kind of happy that they got rid of that face of his like the the or rather that character of his the kind of selfie dude the beautiful majestic man um, and they're kind of giving him more of a you know, grounded look, grounded appearance, and grounded character. Um, but yeah, in the end, he and uh, and Mars and uh, Ludwig Kaiser hit the one of the I think it was Ridge Holland with the Imperial Bomb. Um, so a power bomb position by Giovanni Vinci, and then a diving uppercut by uh, by Ludwig, and then they get the win and the pin, and they win, and they move on. And it's a great showing for Imperium. Great babyface fire from Sheamus. He showed off so well um, in this match. But uh, yeah, that was a great opener. Um, as A plus as A plus can be, in my opinion. Just so much violent strikes and emotion and oh, so so good. Uh, then we move on to uh, to the the solo Sokoa. Uh, like his first appearance on main roster officially on SmackDown here. Um, it starts with Usos and uh, and Zayn in the ring to kind of make, to, to introduce him. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, but yeah, before he comes out, Usos and Sammy kind of hype him up. They, they like list off of monikers and they're like the bloodline is... Uh, is the best in the world and they hype everything up and in between each of their like you know nicknames that they give people uh and, and like compliments i guess uh zane keeps like keeps saying like bet facts on god and all that stuff it's very very funny um with his little one-liners and his and this stuff like that um but uh but yeah and then uh, and then they introduce solo and they're like here comes the the what was this what's his nickname I forgot uh the street champ of the islands which I love that nickname uh the street champ of the islands solo Sokoa he comes down to the ring uh with some cool kick-ass music honestly I love his music um and uh and yeah we see him uh him come out he's got so much heat the crowd are booing the hell out of this man they're like he got so much heat after costing drew that that title uh at, at clash that you know he can barely put the mic to his mouth to talk it's so good um and you know you gotta be pr- he's gotta be proud of that then because like it just proves that it worked um but yeah then uh then drew comes out and uh and gets into it he's like he's like you cost me blah blah, blah. he goes to chase after him and and I, the, one of the best things about this is that Solo was like, "Oh yeah, bring it on." He didn't leave. Everybody else in the in the bloodline like fled the the ring, 
but Solo was like ready to take on the damage. Like he was like, I'll fight you. I'm not afraid of you. And that really boosted his uh his his appearance in, in the bloodline. It made him seem like a real badass, and I love that. Um But uh but yeah, we move on to yeah, and then that sets up the main event, which is McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa in the main event. Really fun match. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, then we move on to the, I think it's the second actual match. Yeah, second match of the night. It's a tag match this time, not a trios, like the main, like the opener. Um, we have Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez uh, getting another match this week, um, which is fun. You know, they're champions. They just, they like need to have good showings and boost their, you know, tag team and everything. Um, but we have Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez versus Toxic Attraction. As I mentioned on the NXT part, um, we have... Toxic Attraction, back at it, uh, now on SmackDown, not officially, I don't believe, but uh, they're getting an opportunity, this is what the, the tournament was supposed to be before Gigi Dolan got injured, um, so we got a little bit of closure on that front, we had, uh, you know, it was a great match, short-ish, I would have liked it to go a little bit longer if possible, but it, it, it fulfilled what it needed to fulfill, I think, I'm starting to really like Ali and Raquel together, they're a nice uh, kind of mismatch but good in in a good way like Aaliyah's kind of the the underdog kind of baby face and Raquel's getting the hot tags and everything like like a beast in this I believe they mentioned that they called them Beauty and the Beast um I like to call them back and bougie because Raquel always like does some pose with her back and I think it's funny um so back and bougie as I will call them from now on um they're fun. They're really fun together. Toxic Attraction, of course, they're great too, as I mentioned in the NXT part. But uh, but yeah, in the end, we have uh, we have Raquel and Aaliyah getting the win. The ending was really really well done. It really popped the crowd for them because they like the crowd were were okay with everything. They were applauding. They were enjoying it. But the ending made them explode. It was really cool. So it was. Uh, Gigi and JC were trying to suplex, uh, like tag team suplex Raquel because she was much bigger. They need both of them to do it. Um, but Raquel, or sorry, Aaliyah runs in out of nowhere, hits a huge, really well done spear onto, uh, onto, I believe it was Gigi, takes Gigi out of the, out of the contest. And, uh, and then Raquel suplexes jc picks her up into a powerbomb position throws her up and then switches her onto one shoulder that hits a powerbomb like that the tehana bomb um and boom bam one two three the crowd explode it was great raquel and Aaliyah, another big win before their uh their match next week it's it's really well done they're building them up in a very well way well in a very good way rather um but yeah very very fun uh, match right there then and this is the saddest part of the night the most upsetting uh, moment of the night for me uh, we had the number one contenders fatal five-way elimination match uh, with uh, who's going to face Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules um, unfortunately this match got maybe eight minutes like at most it felt like it felt so so short with five really talented women kind of not really nobody getting really any moment moment to shine uh sonya got a bit of a, a section for kind of story here but it felt a little bit upsetting in that regard we had but we had a fatal five way it was what it was um again very short natalia gets eliminated first i believe it was ronda taps her out to an arm bar i want to say um then we have lacy and xia lee get eliminated uh basically simultaneously each uh ronda and sonya tap each of them out um to a different submission whatever it is um and uh and then yeah so we have and then it's yeah sonya versus ronda kind of the mma girls who uh, who have a background in that they kind of square off it was a nice moment here i was hoping that this part at least would get a little bit more time but it, it still didn't really get a lot of time um they had a couple of back and forth a really fun uh fun thing uh ronda goes for the 
Piper's pit slam thing. Sonya kind of escapes from it, locks her into a rear naked choke and, uh, and kind of like tries to get the win that way. Uh, uh, Rhonda tries to slam her down onto the mat, but Sonya's grip doesn't loosen. She then, uh, tries to roll out of the ring. This is really funny, funny to me because, uh, she, with, uh, with Sonya on her back, Rhonda tries to roll under the ropes, but because Sonya's got so much cake, uh, so much, so much booty, so much booty meat, uh, they couldn't like they couldn't clear the rope enough. Her like butt kept getting in the way. It was very very funny to me. But in- inevitably, they get out of the ring. Rhonda slams her into the wall uh, on the barricades, rolls her back in, goes for the armbar, and then kind of twists it out or twist. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'll tap you out this way, and then breaks out a, a an ankle lock for the win here. I think, or she did an ankle lock at some point. She might have tapped out Natalia with the ankle lock, and then the arm bar for uh, for Deville, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be Ronda versus Morgan, officially three. Um, and uh, and I have a hard time believing that Ronda's gonna lose a third time in a row, which is upsetting because I really like Liv and I want her to succeed. Um, I, ju- I don't know if they're going to do this to give Liv an actual proper win over Ronda, or if they're going to do this to kind of give Ronda the title like she kind of should have at this point, because she beat Liv. Um, but I guess time will tell, and, uh, and Extreme Rules will tell us. Um, and then after the match, we see Rhonda get congratulated by Shayna. Shayna's like, yeah, you did great. And, and everything like that. And then Rhonda's like, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, you know, something about like basically trying to get Shayna to be a killer again, as she's kind of here to do basically remind Shayna who she is. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we, we move on. So that leads us into, uh, the Street Profits and Hit Row versus Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios. A really fun match here. Massé Monsois of Maximum Male Models and Angel and uh, Umberto of uh, Los Lotharios. They, they're a really fun little heel quadrant, whatever it is, four people, however you say that. Um, they're really fun. Uh, Hit Row and the Street Profits are great together as well. All very... Uh, you know, over with the crowd and everything. We have a really, the, the most notable segment here is everybody goes for dives, basically. We have a Shanta the Adonis hitting a dive. Then we have, uh, then we have Angel uh, Angelo Dawkins hit a dive on everybody. Then we have uh, Montez Ford hit a dive. And then Top Dalla, uh, the big boy, going for a dive as well. But uh, he, yeah, every, the crowd get up they're like super excited to see this man fly then uh maxine dupree gets in the way of the dive big heel heat everybody's like boo we wanted him to dive um and then uh and then uh what's her name bfab grabs maxine's leg pulls her down they kind of get into it and then the match ends pretty close after that with um with uh with the the goodies winning the the good guys winning we have a hit row and street profits winning um i don't remember how the match ended to be honest but somebody beat some oh it was a top dollar and a shanti hitting their tag finish uh i forgot what they call it hit something hit hit something um but it's like a back suplex drop kick thing it's very good it looks painful um but yeah fun match uh all goody goody, all that. Um, then we have uh, it announced uh, before commercial break that Braun Strowman's going to be appearing next. Uh, we see that graphic, and then we cut to commercial. When we come back, we have Alpha Academy appearing on SmackDown. So you know where this is going, especially because they announced that Braun Strowman was coming out next. So they talk and talk and talk. They belittle the crowd, and then Braun Strowman comes out and beats everybody up he power bombs chad gable and then he power bombs otis and this is what i again where i was mentioning before how you know otis is really good for being that spot guy that one that shows the power and, and everything like that like with the bianca belair moment um or here again with uh hitting a full-on power bomb to 
300 something pound Otis. Uh, it's, it was really, really impressive to see and the crowd loved it as per usual. So they did a great job with that. Um, but yeah, then we move on to our main event of the evening. What a great quick breezy show. It felt like, um, we have Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa, uh, in a, in a really fun, you know, heavy hitting, you know, really good showing for Sokoa. They kind of just right went right at it together, which I always love a match that starts like that. Cause then there's no rest holds and technique and blah, blah. I don't care about technique. I don't care about technique. Never will never have, you know, I want big meaty men slapping meat, you know, as biggie, the sadly injured biggie says big meaty men slapping meat is what we like. And this was that it was just a hoss fight with two juggernauts kind of just beating the hell out of each other. And, uh, and yeah, it was fun. We have uh, we have McIntyre uh, getting get when every time he got like a big head of steam, the Usos would get involved. Sami Zayn would get involved. There was a really fun moment where uh, right uh, McIntyre gets knocked out of the ring at some point, but right as he gets knocked out of the ring, or no, he gets pulled out of the ring actually by the uh, the Usos. Um, but that happened so quickly that I thought the ref was like, they're just going to call a DQ. But it was like such a slim margin. Sami Zayn had distracted the ref just like a millisecond before. And then the Usos just stomp on McIntyre until he, uh, until they think the ref is coming back at some point. Um, this is near the end, actually. Uh, uh, Drew hits a Claymore to uh, to solo Sokoa, but it kicks him out of the ring. And then as Drew gets up, he gets grabbed from behind out of nowhere from, uh, from carrying cross into the cross jacket. Um, it was an unfortunate DQ here. Uh, never a fan of those kinds of matches that just kind of end on a, such a sour notes. I mean, sometimes it makes sense. This one, I guess makes sense, but I feel like you could have got this after a finish, a match finish, but Maybe they just don't want to pin Sokoa yet. That could be because they want to make him seem strong. And I guess they don't want to pin McIntyre a second time in a row as well. So I guess it makes sense. It does make sense, but it's sad nonetheless. But uh, one of the things that a similarly intriguing uh, intriguing and uh, odd choice, similar to how they did the singing thing at the end of Clash of Champions, or Clash of the Champions, Clash of the Castle, um, when when carrying cross attacked the lights there was like a filter put on the camera where it all went black and white and i know carrying cross is all about like the black and white stuff but i think this is just a weird choice that i don't think works as much as they want it to because it's why is he's not in charge of like the the production you know it doesn't make sense how he's making it black and white by attacking somebody it just it's it's such a weird choice also him with hair because he used to he used to be like shaved bald him with hair and this character i don't hate it but it's still really hard to get my head around um I love Caring Cross. Caring Cross is one of my favorites uh, in recent memory, just in terms of his like pr- presentation and stuff. He's such an intriguing character. I think that they really fumbled his creative, not only on the main roster, but even late in his NXT run. But it was good. It was a really fun show here. The Caring Cross attack at the end was good. Like it built up to to what they're looking for, which seems to be Caring Cross versus Drew McIntyre, probably at uh, Extreme Rules. But you know, it was good. It was very fun and a very good show to push some stuff forward to grow some stuff. I don't remember what they announced for next week, but I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I don't know what they. I don't think they announced anything for next week from my memory. Oh, yeah, I, they announced some stuff for Raw. They announced that Bianca's going to be having a, a a match, an open challenge and stuff like that. But I don't think they announced anything for for SmackDown next week. So as of right now, um, to my knowledge, there's no uh, no matches set up for next week. But 
it's going to be a fun SmackDown nonetheless, because SmackDown's fun. It's two hours, simple, breezy. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so that is my review of this week in wrestling. We had raw, very fun show. Dexter Loomis ending that really fun moment there. Uh, we had NXT with some really intriguing character stuff, uh, and, and a really, a couple of very, very good matches, it seems like with Mako and, uh, and Roxanne and then SmackDown, another really killer opening, some really fun, exciting stuff there. And yeah, SmackDown again, I think gets my tip of the cap here. I think it takes the first, the first fall in this, uh, this Iron Man match, I guess you could call it of, uh, of the weekly shows, but, uh, yeah. I think it was a really fun show, had a great time, and uh, and yeah, I think that uh, that we we did, they put on a really great showing, and it was a really good uh, capitalization of, I guess, the buzz and the enjoyment that seemed to be pretty universal of Clash of the Castle, and now we're building to Extreme Rules and Inevitably Crown Jewel and Survivor Series and so on and so forth. And that's really what I love about wrestling is it kind of never has an ending. There's always something, we're always building to something else. It's always about the journey, never about the destination because the destination is always in the future. And I suppose like some big shows and stuff are the destination, but all the, the characters are always there to grow and expand and become bigger and better than they ever were before. So here we are. Anyways, thank you all for listening. If you listened, if you didn't listen, then eh, thank you. Thank you also for that because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I'm a big fan of just talking about wrestling. Don't really get a chance to do it all that much. So here we are. Thank you again for listening if you did. And if you didn't, then I'm not even talking to you because you're not here right now. But anyways, thanks again. Uh, Have a great day. and. I still don't know how to end this. So, um, just hit my play, uh, placement outro. Bye-bye. This is an outro. This is an outro. This is an outro. This is an outro. Probably a placeholder, but it's an outro. So, get out of here, guys. Goodbye.